1: Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Edge Mobility System, Modern Manual Therapy, The Eclectic Approach, and our online mastery program. It's uh, three months with three mentors, Modern Rehab Mastery. And one of the my Eclectic Approach faculty that you guys haven't heard from in a while is...
0: Dr. Andrew Rothschild, uh, Modern Patient Education.
1: Andrew is assisting me at an awesome closed course in uh, for Atlantic Physical Therapy in New Jersey. Somewhere in New Jersey.
0: Somewhere in New Jersey.
1: We keep on getting lost because apparently um, Andrew is an amazing PT, but he can't cut it as an Uber driver. I'm um, I not I mean,
0: I blame Google Maps on this one for taking us the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, the clinic, which is 12 minutes away, took us 30 minutes to get there. So, yeah, Google, keep, Google hates us this weekend. But anyway... Uh, We've been talking, and Andrew's been doing a lot of mentoring at his practice, which is why he hasn't been on as a co-host. Um, but he has a couple interesting stories. You want to catch up?
0: Yeah. No, I have I have a, a great story um, with, a, a, with a patient who um, first came to me with chronic back pain. And interestingly enough, he was first put on the schedule of one of our new grads. And we quickly realized that after looking into at his uh history and some of you know paperwork that he filled out ahead of time that that was probably not going to be a great idea and so we were able to move things around and so i had him moved onto my schedule and it was probably for a good thing as well um but he had had he was a, a former nurse anesthetist um had a serious history of uh psychological issues he had been committed in the past he had attempted suicide in the past um he had you know, been dealing with this chronic low back pain for a number of years. It had multiple studies, multiple MRIs. He was one of those patients who comes in with a, fi- a thick file of all the, the past stuff that has been done, really detailed notes of all the things that have been told to him by, by various uh, physicians and, and other, you know, healthcare providers, physical therapists as well, all the different things that were going on. And um, we were really able to kind of hit it off from the start in terms of just having conversations, um, and, and get an idea of you know where he he was from New York and he's Jewish and my mom's Jewish and she's from New York and so we're able to sort of connect on on uh, a different type of level, not a purely clinical level. You guys and, are
1: from the same tribe.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, Andrews going all tribal, helps.
1: tribal and, on him. And, and you, the
0: fact that I've had back surgery, so I, I don't always pull that out with patients. Back surgery? Yes. I don't
1: even know if I knew that.
0: 19 years ago. Wow. Fusion L4 five fusion.
1: You have a fusion? Uh, yes. Wow, this guy still, <laughs> this guy still flexes. And he still deadlifts. Can you believe yeah. it? And his broke. His f- kettlebell swings and everything. The Fusion's broken. Unbelievable. I'll show you. Um, but yeah,
0: so you know, I I pulled that out, which I'll, I'll save on these kind of for these kinds of situations. So that was another way that we really connected and kind of gave him some ideas on some things and some hope and. You know, we started off very conservatively just getting him moving and doing some some soft tissue stuff, a lot of fear, a lot of fear avoidance. Again, you know, the, the psychological issues still really present, still under the care of a psychiatrist, and, you know, he was doing really well over the course of a couple of weeks, got him into a little bit of lifting even, which he was really hesitant about doing, and was almost to the point, like, it was almost, it probably gave him a little bit too much confidence because he was <laughs> overconfident, and he, he has birds, and he has a lot of birds, parakeets and stuff like that, and he had just picked up a pair, uh, a big thing of birdseed, about 25-pound can of, like, birdseed, and he, I think he, the way he described it was he probably did a little bit, you know, too nonchalantly for his sake, and he felt like... Something flare up, and he kind of like took a downward spiral, and was all distraught because he felt like he lost everything that we had gained. He was actually one; he actually responded really well to side glides, as a he was being he was really doing very well in terms of being consistent with them from a home program standpoint. He felt like he lost all his gains, and then he had somehow lost his car keys, and then he had taken ironically talking about Uber, he had taken an Uber to the clinic, and he had left his house keys in the Uber. And then it couldn't get in touch with him, and he couldn't get in touch with the Uber driver. And then, so he came in, and he was really having like a, a a mental breakdown. And he was gonna walk home, and he was just like, he was like, I had to get him out of the office because he was in sort of the, the the reception area with the with the front our front office staff and other patients, and he was re, like he was looking kind of like manic. And thankfully, I had a student uh, who was with me on her rotation towards it was in the last few weeks of her rotation, and she was kind of really she was she was knocking it out of the park, and he was trying, to, and I was trying to, I brought him out into the lobby of the building, was trying to calm him down and try to, you know, logic with him, which doesn't really work when someone's having a breakdown. And he was going to walk home. He kind of walked out of the building. I was like, I can't let him do that. We all, then he mentioned the fact that he had tried to commit suicide again over the weekend and it didn't work by taking a bunch of pills. Um, and so he was walking, he was going to walk home and you know, our office is just off, you know, there's a block off of a main road and I was you know, kind of feared for the worst. And so I just went after him. I let my student kind of, you know, let everyone know. And I kind of just kind of walked with him. And I actually did step into the road at one point. I kind of had to push him back, push him back onto the sidewalk and just had to get him calmed down. And then actually the owner of the clinic came after us as well about an hour later. And then we all, and we all kind of came back and got a, his wife had to come pick him up and, You know, didn't see him for a few weeks. He went back and saw his psychiatrist and got some meds changed and this kind of thing. Um, So it was about two or three weeks later, he came back and was really thankful and, you know, apologetic. And really, he's been doing awesome since, pretty steadily. And he's really getting into, like, you know, doing kettlebell deadlifts. We're doing some carries. We're doing some, you know, some, some squats. And, you know, again, it was progressing slowly and gradually, but it's, it kind of had that light switch moment where he, kinda, you know, I had talked to him about like he was safe to lift and he was going to do these things and I had no, no you know, I had full confidence that he was going to be able to do this stuff. And, and he, but he kind of had to articulate that and verbalize that himself. And by doing, when he really did that, that really was the, the light switch moment where he really started to kind of, now his his progress has been sort of exponential over the past several weeks. And it was one of those times where, like, I could have gone sideways, you know, really quickly. And, and to his credit, too, he, you know, he owns everything that happens, and he did in terms of what his, you know, in terms of his psyche, and he really owns it and is not, doesn't try to cover it up or not really embarrassed by it. he He really owns it, and he's really doing a good job kind of, digging himself out of it so
1: yeah well i mean i don't really have too much to add to that but i'm really grateful that the new grad didn't get this guy yeah in the case i mean we don't we don't really know what would happen no one can ever predict things like that but uh he was definitely in capable hands but there's no no easy way about this you're i think you're very fortunate that he's doing well now because that could have even if he didn't commit suicide, that's still not by any means what I would call a rapid responder until people yeah. respond to side glides Because usually they're just not in a they're not in a good enough place to be a rapid responder. You know, they have too many issues going on, they have too much stresses and stressors and Oh, their overall ecosystem is not yeah. ready to respond.
0: And he was also one of these guys that sort of, was, he was very hesitant because he had so such a history of being told lots of things. And with his background being a nurse anesthetist and having a little bit of a medical background and exposure and different things. And, you know, he, even though he was sort of verbalized his reluctance that this was the good thing for him, he was still doing them regularly. And then... Again, you know, I I have to have to take his psychological frame of mind in uh, everything. So everything with a grain of salt to a certain degree of how he kind of talked about things. Because then 10 minutes later he would talk about how he was doing this stuff and it really seemed to be helping. But then, you know, he'd have these days where like, nothing's working, I'm not any better. And then, but but this stuff was getting, but he was getting better, you know. So it was kind of a back and forth like that for the first few weeks. And then since that sort of meltdown and then sort of rebirth, so to speak, it's... It's been a lot more consistently, like, positive.
1: Yeah, that's good. Good job with that. Yeah, thanks. He's, he's fortunate <laughs> that he ended up with you as a PT. How many PTs would go after a patient? And you, you told me this over lunch, but you didn't say this on the podcast. You said this whole thing, like, when you, when you told your student to take your current caseload, that it took over an hour and a half. Yeah. Of you being out of the clinic with a caseload waiting for you. Yeah yeah
0: so. and, unless, you know, even if I didn't have a student, I mean, I would have had to do it anyway, and I would, would hope that you know you know hopefully we would have picked each other up, and that's you know that's the advantage of work with other people that they probably would have stepped in and and tried to manage things the best we could, but it's one of those things that that was a sort of a urgent situation that kind of took precedence at that moment, which again is not something that happens at any type of regularity. So.
1: for sure. Or where, where can people find you, Andrew?
0: People can find me uh, at uh, spear underscore physio, both on Instagram and Twitter.
1: You changed it today?
0: I changed it today. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it consistent. I was, yeah. upta- I was updating the course like, on the front sheet. I was like, ah, this is, this is too much. I'm going to put it all in one thing.
1: Yeah, I haven't, even, <laughs> I haven't changed my Twitter, but I don't interact on Twitter. I'm Modern Manual Therapy, as you may or may not know, modern, at Modern Manual Therapy on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And Twitter, I'm not at modern manual therapy. I'm at the underscore ompt. But maybe I should just switch it.
0: I just figured I'd keep it constant. And if if anything else, every time I'm on the I'm on the podcast, I have an update. So it el- it helps keep things fresh.
1: Yes. He's either <laughs> an, update. A underscore Rothschild or Spear underscore physio. The spear
0: underscore physio. It's staying that way. I'm leaving it that. Until next time. Until next time.
1: <laughs> Until next time. All right. When, and whenever that may be. Maybe we're even going to record another podcast this weekend, which we're going to say it's three weeks later. So, thanks for coming back on to your own podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Oh, and also, he launched another podcast.
0: Oh yeah, uh, the Physio Physio Stoic Project. To sort of talk about the uh, the crossover and the associations of sort of physical therapy, clinical practice, patient interaction with sort of the uh, sort of ideals of stoicism. And that's, uh, so we kind of tie that into sort of our, you know, it's me and and Jason Badu and we kind of tie that in, you know, stuff that helped with our own sort of personal and professional development. And then how can we we can apply that with patients in terms of affecting their mindset and behavior change and those kinds of things.
1: Right. So if you can't get enough of Dr. Andrew Rothschild or spear underscore physio or a underscore Rothschild, (laughs) whatever he may be at any given point, then check him out on the Physiostoic Project. All right. Thanks so much. Anyway. All right. Well, you can find me, Modern uh, Dr. E at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors. So one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on um, so go beyond the seminar, you also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR Cuffs, that's part of Dr. Kyle Coffee's Modern Strength Training BFR Certificate.